Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Scott Sattler. Well, the footy's back, and boy, are we excited. What a great start last night in Cogra. Huge crowd, a capacity crowd to see the Dragons get their season off to a flyer and maybe some early season question marks already on the mighty Brisbane Broncos. This is Off the Bench. We are doing it for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power as I welcome into the host chair, co-host chair, of course, a man who was there at Cogret last night and loving every bloody second of it. How good was it? Scotty Sattler, oh, welcome to you. Great. Benny Jones, a lot of people questioned why you would take the season opener to Cogra over when you've got a double header in Perth. Uh, then you've got all these other great clashes. The, the expectation of, of Newcastle with their new lineup, but getting there last night and seeing the the Dragons Army, the Red and White Army, who support better than most, walking to their home ground, getting into this, that that beautiful hill on the eastern side, mm. and just creating a great atmosphere, a great buzz for. What is one of the traditional grounds at Jubilee Oval, Cogra Oval? It was a fantastic sight. As usual, round one isn't usually the, the sharpest of games. A little mm. bit clunky, as was the Dragons and the Broncos. But, yeah, as you yep. just mentioned, I think there's a lot of concerns for the Broncos, but we'll talk about them later. We will do indeed. Clunky, the key word, I think, tonight. It was the word used by uh, Brisbane skipper Darius Boyd to describe their performance, and we'll hear from him as well as uh, Dragons coach Paul McGregor a little bit later on in the program. But uh, thanks to our great friends at 7-Eleven, where you can tackle your lunchtime hunger. It's a good call. Round one, so many great games to look forward to, and a little later on in the program, Sats, we'll get your tips and exactly what it is you're looking forward to most across the weekend. But let's start with tonight. Uh, big double header uh, underway uh, very, very soon, of course. We've got the Knights uh, taking on Manly. New look Knights. Uh, that's at McDonald Jones Stadium. But I want to focus in first and foremost. We'll get you your tip on that game shortly, of course, uh, Sats. But uh, the Cowboys and the Sharks in the uh, late game. This is massive on so many fronts. The Cowboys are being spoken about as a real genuine premiership contender. And of course, the Sharks were in that conversation and won a premiership a couple of years ago maybe a little off the boil since uh, elimination final they were bundled out last season but both of these clubs welcome back some big names some from the injury list some from new clubs what are your expectations on this one tonight at one three hundred smiles yeah huge one it'd be massive credible wondering whether there will be a massive crowd benny because from mm. all reports north queensland have had up to 800 mils of rain in Deluge. eight days yep uh, some of the biggest downpours in 10 years. So it's what it has done, it's it's cut off a lot of the roads from Cairns, Ingham, a lot of those surrounding areas to Townsville, where a lot of the fans, they travel great distances to get to those home games. Now, with a milestone like Jonathan Thurston at 300 games tonight, they'll travel far and wide to be part of that this, this great occasion. But you know, I hope the, the yep. weather hasn't affected the, the locals up there to get there to try and um, to support JT in this massive game. As you said, Jordan McLean, a new pl- player coming in from the Melbourne Storm, the return of Matty Scott, apparently in the pre-season training just looked absolutely amazing. But what I'm always scared of is when you, when you try and celebrate huge milestones <laughs> as this 300 games JT, 
the milestone is usually always hijacked by the opposition side, especially when it's at home, because I think a lot of the focus a lot of the time, as much as you like to deflect the focus off, yeah. the milestone itself, everyone has got this emotional attachment to it, and sometimes you can take your eye off the prize, and if there's a team that you don't want to play, in in the, the possibility that there will be hijacked is the Sharks because they're arrogant enough to hmm. to not care about anyone, especially JT. And um, they, they've got the cattle to do it as well with you know, Matty Moylan coming into the side. Of course, they've also got Josh Dugan who's played a lot of big games. Yep. Yeah, they've got a very smart, but they're just a, they're a tough forward pack who don't care about reputations. I suppose the saving grace for for JT and the Cowboys is that Luke Lewis looks like he's going to miss the clash. So... Mm. Yeah, he's a huge loss to the Cronulla Sharks, but it'll be a, a great occasion for all rugby league fans. You've got both of these side sats. I know through the week on Sports Day, we had uh, yourself and Gary Belcher with your top eight predictions. You've got both the Cows and the Sharks in and around that mix for the top four. Uh, you expect them to be certainly two of the heavy hitters this season? Yeah, absolutely. I, I suppose the biggest question is going to be around Valentine Holmes as a fullback. Mm. Uh, does he have that that part of his game that can create extra attacking prowess from his passing game, which he doesn't have, but he's he's powerful, he's quick, and that's what Shane Flanagan just will want him to do is just use his speed. So the other question is Matty Moylan. Matty Moylan playing in the halves, is he a fullback or is he a, is he a 5'8"? I've got concerns about Matty Moylan's passing game as a, as a 5'8". So um, in saying that, they've still got that forward pack to create a really good platform for them, a, a premiership winning forward back from a couple of years ago. So yeah, I think I expect them to be in and around that top four, fighting for a top four position. They may just miss out, um, and I think it'll only be due to the experiment of of Moylan being a full time five mm. eight. So, uh, but a very good side, very good side. I think their their X factor comes off the bench. A guy by the name of James Seguiaro, who's yep. an outstanding hooker, but can't seem to beat this young Braley, the the starting hooker at the moment. But he's just got. You know, great potential off the off the bench to open up any game. NRL preview for Seven Eleven, good call where you can tackle your lunchtime hunger. I want to ask you about Michael Morgan. Almost single handedly carried the Cowboys to would have been one of the greatest premiership triumphs of all time. Of course, they ran into a, a very impressive Melbourne Storm outfit in the decider and fell short. But to finish eight, to really just limp into the finals, and it was a case really of Michael Morgan sat saying. Get on board, boys. I'm going to take us to the promised land. He just stood up in the absence of JT. We know that Jonathan Thurston returns for Game 300 tonight. So the big question's going to be, does he just pick up where he left off in marshalling the troops, or does he once again become relegated yeah. to the back seat in the, in the presence, the great aura that is Jonathan Thurston? Well, it's hard after having such a dominant season, both he and Jason Talmalo. You've got to remember, they only made the finals last year because of yeah. in the final <laughs> round. The Bulldogs beat the Shark. Uh, the Bulldogs beat the Dragons, yeah. I should say. So to get that that second uh, second life, um, it breathed new fire into the uh, into the Cowboys. Now Michael Morgan, as you said, he was so dominant, and Jonathan Thurston came out during the week and and said, "I'm happy to take the back seat, and I'm happy for Michael Morgan to take control and continue on the form that that he showed last year." But we just know that's not going to happen with Jonathan Thurston. His <laughs> competitive nature will just automatically his yeah. muscle memory will just work go into action, and and he'll just He'll be the uh, he'll be the the traffic cop that he always is, just guiding his team around, always asking questions of the opposition. I suppose what makes them more dangerous now is that Michael Morgan, when he was playing with Jonathan Thurston in the same side, used to be a really good co-pilot for him. Now you've got these two massive threats either side of the field, 
as a defensive side, you don't know where to put the extra number to try and double up on Thurston, or did that double up on on Morgan? So, yeah, it, it only makes them such a such a more dynamic side, such a such a dangerous side. The the Cowboys, when you throw Jordan McLean into the yeah. mix of it, who's who's six foot five, six foot six, really mobile, super fit, gets them going forward, gets them on the front foot, and when the forwards do that, it gives these players like Morgan and Thurston more time with the ball in their hand and more time to think about what they're going to do, which is dangerous. Up next, our Thursday night review. We'll take a look at that result where the Dragons really put the hurt on the Brisbane Broncos in that season opener at Jubilee Oval, the beautiful Cogra. Uh, just your thoughts on, on that game tonight. I know we're going to get your tips in, in more detail a little later on in the program, Sats. Well, that's our Friday night preview for our friends at 7-Eleven. Delicious sandwiches, hot pastries and $1 coffee, 7-Eleven. You bet your bottom dollar. It is a good call. Quick break here on Off the Bench. More with Benny Jones. Scotty Sattler on the other side. We will have a look at the Dragons. They're off to a flyer in season 2018. All that and more still to come right here on Off the Bench. You're listening to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Scott Sattler. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Great to have your company. We're powered by Kubota. Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. The season underway last night at Jubilee Oval, round one, Thursday night footy. And what a great start it was for Paul McGregor and his St. George Illawarra Dragons. 34-12 to 12 thumping in the Brisbane Broncos. A great atmosphere at Cogra. It was fantastic. Not a spare seat in the house. Before we get the thoughts of our man Scotty Sattler joining us on Off the Bench, and some of the big talking points from the game, and there were more than just a couple. Let's have a listen to some of the match highlights thanks to our NRL Nation call team who were there in Cogra. Brenton Speed, Scotty Sattler, Gary Belcher, and Brent Tate. Time for kickoff. We are underway in the 2018 NRL season on NRL Nation. He's able to draw a penalty for the Brisbane Broncos, only 12 metres out right in front of the goalpost. So Kahu will move in. And the opening points of the 2018 season go the way of the Brisbane Broncos. They lead this one 2-0. Now Hunt, Frizzell chasing. Did he get there? Off the kick from Ben Hunt against his old mob. And has Tyson Frizzell got there for the first four-pointer of the season? Goes to Ben Hunt, the former Bronco. Fry goes up on the scoreboard. And the first four-pointer of the 2018 season goes to... Tyson Frizzell, it's 8-2 to the Dragons. Your halftime score, the Dragons 10, the Broncos 2. Have the scrum 10 out. They go through Nicarima and Boyd. Roberts on the outside. Here's an opportunity for Jermaine Asako. Back inside to Jimmy the Jets. And the Broncos have their first try off the back of the scrum. Not quite how they drew it up, but it worked out just fine thanks to some ad-lib footy on NRL Nation, the Broncos. Lodge back out there. Oh! He threw the intercept. Ben Hunt latches onto it. They're not going to get Ben Hunt against the Broncos. Under the post. On the boo for the Dragons. And they rise as one to welcome the new half back to town. And the irony is not lost because the pass came from Matt Lodge. The two most talked about players heading into opening night combined in the most unlikely fashion. Now Hunt out the back to Widdop. The halves oh. again. Aitken on the outside. Opportunity here for the Dragons. He's over. You and Aitken. And that is going to make the Dragons very hard to track down tonight. They lead it 22 to 6. Kick to come. Welcome back you and Aitken it's after all his off-season hurdles. You'd think he'd come back to the right. He does through to Bellant. He's trying to step his way over. Jack to Bellin. 
That seals it. DeBellin slams it down next to the post. Matt Checken says that's a try. And the Dragons, they're going to win on opening night. It's 28-12 with a kick to come. He's got options, has McInnes, right next to the post on the left-hand side. He comes back to the open side. Man in the first receiver, on to Hunt, out the back to win it. Cut-out pass, and there is the cherry on top. The Dragons over in the corner. Beautiful set play. Widdop with the cutout pass. Nightingale held on and cartwheeled his way in for the closing try. So the Broncos pack the final scrum of the game. Closing seconds. Clock running down here inside the final 10 seconds. The Dragons fans can count it down as the Broncos take one last hit up. What an opening night for St. George Illawarra. They get the first two competition points in 2018 and they really were dominant. Ben Hunt played his part and intercept pass of Matt Lodge of all people really turned things in the second half just as the Broncos appeared to be mounting a comeback. But at full time here, it's the Dragons 34, the Broncos 12. So there you go, convincing for the Dragons. Scotty Sattler here on Off the Bench. Nervy start. I think we've used the word clunky to describe, really, the performance from both sides in that opening 20 minutes. But, uh, boy, once they got rolling, at about the 55-60 minute mark, the Dragons, uh, you could tell that uh, there was only one winner in this game. Yeah, it was an interesting game, and... I suppose you always expect... You never see a team, Benny, do we? It doesn't matter what game we're watching, NRL, AFL, that the, the first couple of rounds, there's always a few players that are their timing is out. Mm. We've got a lot of players that have played Rhett Rugby League that have played a, had a big off-season in, in regards to relaxing. They've only probably had about four or six weeks under their belt from training because they played so much Rugby League last year. So, yeah, you, their timing is out. Their rhythm is out. It was the same last night. Uh, the biggest... I suppose the question mark was over how was the combination between Ben Hunt and Gareth Widdop going to be yeah. for the Dragons, the big off-season signing of, of Graham and Ben Hunt, and then also the expectation of the Brisbane Broncos. Always very professional, always very simple within their game plan, but always built around a real resolute defence. And it wasn't there last night with the Broncos. Um, they've got a lot... Of, I know it's only round one. Mm-hmm. It's, you, you don't want to get you don't want to get too overawed by... Uh, by the performances, whether it's good or bad, but um, I just think the Broncos had a lot missing last night in regards to their urgency, their energy. They were beaten to the punch on many of occasions by the Dragons just through their big, aggressive forward pack. Yeah, but now I looked at this forward pack before last night's game, and really, I don't think a lot of people have made too many comments about it. You look at the forward pack of Graham and Vaughan and Cameron McGuinness, the man of the match last night, and Tarek Sims um, in the back row, um, along with Tyson Frizzell and then Jack DeBellin at lock, who scored the match-winning try. It's it's one of the most yeah. damaging forward packs in the competition. So, And that's the way they played last night. They, they out-enthused, they were far more aggressive than the Broncos, and they had a lot more energy in their game. Now, I, I did uh, read an interesting tweet post-game. There might have been a few despondent Brisbane Broncos fans out there after being on the end of this 34-12 defeat, but... Take you back to the 2015 NRL season, Scotty Sattler. They made a grand final that year, by the way. Of course, yep. that famous one against the North Queensland Cowboys going into uh, Golden Point uh, extra time. But in round one, in fact, it was a season opener as well. They played the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Suncorp Stadium and were beaten 36-6. So mm. I, I know what you're saying, that there were some worrying signs early days, but you certainly wouldn't be throwing the towel in if you're a Brisbane Broncos no. fan or someone who's pretty bullish about their chances of you know, going deep this season. 
Well, you only know what you know, and what we know about the Broncos is round one at the moment. Yeah. So we don't have a crystal ball. I don't think Wayne Bennett would be too concerned. History tells us the Brisbane Broncos don't, don't get too concerned about the first five rounds of the competition. It's it's what you do during that origin period, holding the fort there, and then also the way that you, you come home. So Wayne Bennett is probably, mm. he's been a, a professor when it comes to controlling the emotions of your side uh, for so many years, and there'd be no different as of this morning. Yeah, there's some worrying concerns, but you just know there's another 24 weeks ahead of you to be able to work on those and, and to be able to get as high as possible in that uh, in that final final eight at the end of the season. So, yeah, my biggest concern is that the amount of key players that they had returning from injury, big injuries all on one night, and they're, they're, they're the players of... You know, Darius Boyd coming back from hamstring injury didn't play any trials. Mm. You had Andrew McCulloch who started from the bench, coming back from a knee reconstruction, came back earlier than what many expected because his recovery was so good. But again, just a, a key position, started on the bench. And then you've got Anthony Milford coming back from yep. season-ending shoulder surgery. So yeah, you, we've got to probably remember that those three key players will, will, when they get some game time behind them, will be a lot better for the run. Absolutely. Battle of the Halves certainly won by the Dragons last night. I wanted to ask you about a man who we love, uh, but there were some pretty interesting responses on social media and uh, having a, a read of a couple regarding Sam Thiday and, and maybe you know, the end is pretty near. We know that Sam's not going to go on forever, but he played that first 20 minutes in that dummy half role. Uh, what, what, did, what did you make of his, his performance? And, and I guess as we look forward, the future for the Brisbane Broncos is there a chance or would Wayne be looking at players to maybe go past Sammy this season? Yeah, I, I think so. And um, I, I, we probably don't like to admit that. But mm. yeah, the, I don't think we need to get too caught up in why he started at hooker and no, it didn't work. You know, Some of his passes from dummy half were a, a little bit rusty. Um, he dropped a, a, a ball in a crucial part of the field that gave Dragons really good um, field position. But yeah, the reason why they did that, it's one Andrew McCulloch is coming back from a a big knee injury, but yep. two, it's just more around simplicity and defence. The first 15 or 20 minutes would be built on the back of Sammy's very good tackle technique, which is superb at, around the middle of the field. And, and their game plan is very basic. It's, it's an easy service from the dummy half. He didn't wasn't, wouldn't be expected to create too much. Just give it to the guys who will create. So, But unfortunately, when you're, you're hmm. bending your back more than often than not to pass the ball from dummy half, it takes a lot of energy out of you. Yep. And then you're defending in the middle as well. It, you know, it takes a lot of a lot of energy out of your legs very early on in the game. And as Semi went on, you could just see that it was affecting his game. When he goes back to the back row or front row or comes off a bench, I think he's going to eventually hmm. be more of a bench player. Coming on for 15-minute stints um, and having a, a really good enthusiastic involvement. But... Yeah, it wasn't great last night, Sammy. The experiment didn't work because defensively they missed a lot of tackles and, and they lost a lot of that fluency in attack as well, Benny. 10-2 at the break. And when Jimmy the Jet, James Roberts, goes over early in the second half, I think mm. there was a feeling around Cogra that, yep, this is definitely game on. We heard it in the highlights package. And could it, I think that might have been you getting excited in the background two sats when uh, Ben Hunt read to perfection uh, a ball... Uh, from Matty Lodge, and then ran some 50, 60 metres to cross. Uh, what a moment. I mean, I don't know if Ben Hunt's employed any script writers, but it's hard enough to make uh, your debut for a new club at the best of times. But when that debut comes against the side you left in the summer, I mean, what a moment. He, he didn't carry on like a pork chop where he was well and truly entitled to, perhaps, but we know with the pressure he's under, big deal, long-term, huge money. What a performance by Ben Hunt. Yeah, it was. 
if you had to rate the combination of Hunt and Widdop, it's probably a seven out of ten, and that's that's a good rating for your first NRL game together. Yeah. And not having to play a lot of rugby league together, I thought they were both they were outstanding as a combination. He came up with a couple of errors, Ben Hunt, a couple of kicks that that weren't fantastic, but. All in all, a really mm. impressive game. But that moment you spoke about, you know when things happen in games that you least expect, and <laughs> yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have yelled when I did during the call, but I just got that excited yeah. when I saw it from 60 metres out. You know, there are some players, Benny, that when they can predict things, yeah, and they can see into the very near future, and you either grasp that opportunity and you continue through with what your thoughts and what the conclusion, the result's going to be, or you hold back because you're not quite sure, you don't have the confidence. Mm. He saw exactly what was happening when Matt Lodge took the ball of the line, was going to throw it out the back to Anthony Milford, and because he knows Anthony Milford's game so well, he knows that Anthony Milford was going to try and catch the ball at speed, heading laterally towards the sideline so he can get on the outside of Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt said, you know what? I know exactly what's going on here. I'm going to continue pushing through the line because if I get between, there's a chance I'll come up with some scraps. And it was a huge moment in the game. And it was a moment in the yeah. game when the Dragons were on the back foot. Yep. They really needed something big. They needed one player to change the dynamic of the game. And that's exactly what Ben Hunt did. It's it's the perfect script, isn't yeah. it? And we, also, we see it so often in, in professional sport. And they carried that momentum right through to the final. Soren, uh, late points, convincing win and... I tell you, you look at the some of the numbers, and and I guess uh, stats are one thing, uh, stats, but you've got to get the score on the board. But when you looked at the meters gained, the advantage that the Dragons had there, the missed tackles from the Broncos, so un-Brisbane-like, but of course, round one maybe can be forgiven. 34-12 in the end, it may have even flattered the Broncos a touch. Yeah, I, I think what will probably impress Paul McGregor the most is once the resilience they showed when I, when I spoke about, they were on the back foot in that second half, and the Broncos had got back into the game with Roberts' second try, but... After Robert's second try and then Hunt scores his try, just their resilience defensively to be able to hold the Broncos out. They mm. still threw a fair bit at them and tried to get early ball to James Robertson, use his blinding speed. But I think Paul McGregor would be really happy. I think it was about the 63rd minute mark, 64th, and I alluded to it in our call last night. There was one defensive effort and the Broncos are coming off their line. And they made about 20 metres, and that was it, because yep. the aggressiveness and the speed of the line of the Dragons, they got up in their face, and that was a real turning point for the Dragons throughout that match last night. I think defensively, being able to hold the Broncos to 12 points, but probably most of all, the two tries that were scored by Roberts, one was from a flick in, in from the sideline from Jermaine Asako, and the second try was just a poor read in defence by the Dragons. Mm. But all in all, you know, there weren't a lot of line breaks. I think two line breaks of the Broncos, which is unheard of. So defensively outstanding, the Dragons. And Sats, just before we get to our great debate, which we'll pick up where we left off on the conversation regarding Matty Lodge, uh, the three of us, uh, myself, yourself, Gary Belcher, we put our heads together uh, earlier on in the week, uh, and that's always a dangerous recipe in the first place. But our top eight predictions, and I've just noticed having a look here at my uh, sheet that uh, not one of us had St. George in our top eight. Uh, I know it's early on in the season. One win does not make a season, but are we are we already starting to regret that perhaps? Well, I think I, I spoke about <laughs> on Wednesday, Benny, when I, I put the Rabbitohs in there. Yeah. I had a look at that Ford pack of the Dragons and I thought, mm. hang on a sec, how come we're not? And then our smart halves combination yeah. and then we've yeah. got an outstanding young fullback and there's Matt Dufty. So, yep. yeah, we've got to remember last year they went seven from eight they in the did. first they eight did. rounds and then they fell off the wagon. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. we can't get too ahead of ourselves. No, we're it not going to. <laughs> and I'm sure Paul McGregor, that's the message coming through from him as well. Just before we get to our great debate, let's hear from the man in question, uh, the coach of St. George Illawarra, speaking about the win and a very impressive debut from the halves pairing. Yeah, look, the boys have been working hard for some for 15 weeks and, and others for um, eight weeks post the World Cup. So, uh, you know, the first round, um, it's the unknown. They go into the unknown. You like to think that you've done enough work through that pre-season to present yourself well on, on the opening game, and other boys certainly done that tonight. Um, you know, real show of character, real good attitude in our defence, and the scoreboard kept kicking over, so it was nice. Yeah, these two are going to work well together. The cohesion's going to be better as they play more footy. Um, I thought both of the, our halves really dominated the game, which was nice. Yeah, look... You know, if you if you look at Gareth and Ben, Ben's a genuine seven, and Gareth's a genuine six. Gareth likes to, I think he's good. I'm probably embarrassed him a little bit here, but he's got bottomless talent, and he likes to play instinctive footy. Where we, you wear the seven, you've got to execute a game plan in the kicking game. So I think they complement each other really well, and that was just the start of something that can can build over the year. We've got to stay healthy. We've got to be consistent. But that's a nice start tonight, and. You know, ben, go, ben likes to go to the game like Gareth, so you've got two competitive players on the football field. Um, you know, so we've got some strike on both edges. So there's Paul McGregor, Sats. Uh, just before we get to the break here on Off the Bench, uh, a quick fire great debate. The great debate for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. Indeed, Kubota Diesel Generators providing reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it. Great debate. Uh, And Sats, I'm just going to throw this one out to you. The old hindsight call. Matty Lodge's return last night, uh, one of the most highly publicised returns for a bloke playing maybe his, what, 10th, 11th, first grade game. But should it have waited a couple of weeks? Chorus of boos wherever he went at Cogger, and, and I guess to be expected, but he looked rusty, he looked nervous. And he had a big week. Obviously, the uh, the league life interview through the week was uh, highly publicised. What what did you make of it, uh, Matty Lodge's return? It didn't bother me. You got to love sports fans, but haven't you? The minute oh, yeah. he touched his first <laughs> ball, the Cogra Hill just absolutely went up. Yep. Um, it remind me of an English soccer soccer game. Actually, mm. it was very very vocal. The villain. Yeah. You know what, I, Benny? I truly believe you might disagree. I'll get your opinion on this. Also, I believe that there would be a lot of people in southeast Queensland and Brisbane, who would probably disagree that Matt Lodge should be playing also. I, so I think that even in his home ground at Suncorp, that he probably would have been faced with the same reception. Probably not as many, mm. but I think there would have been a small pocket. Um, no, I don't think they should have waited a few more weeks because the pressure just gathers more momentum if you continue to hold off. you just got to rip the band-aid off and say, you know, you're a big boy now. You're the one that's coming out and you've done what you've done, but what you, you've held yourself... With, uh, with class throughout the last 12 to 18 months. You've done everything you possibly can to, to rectify the situation from, a, from an emotional and psychological point of view and the way that you're perceived within the public. Obviously, he's got another financial matter that that's always going to be lingering in the background. But he's done everything he possibly can. And to be quite honest, and this probably is a little bit of a selfish view of all of this, yep. they needed him. Yeah. You know, whether he had a... You know, a five out of ten game, or whether he had a nine out of ten game, is beside the point. the The point is that they're lacking forwards. Mm. He's a big forward. He's a big, skillful forward, and they needed him. These are different circumstances. Yep. I think it doesn't matter where he played. There would have been a pocket of fans that would have given him grief. 
All right, Kubota yeah. diesel generators, serious back up power. I'm sure it's not the last of the boos that Matty Lodge will hear, and I'm sure as he becomes accustomed to it, we'll see the best of his footy in uh, the uh, month or two to come. Let's get to a break here on Off the Bench. Hot topic up next. We'll also get a preview for the driver's seat. Big program coming up this weekend. And Sats is all important. Round one tips for the remainder of the weekend's action. You're listening to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Scott Sattler. Let's get into the hot topic for Onga Pumps. Pumping hot sale now on. Yeah, hot topic time. Pumping hot sale. Onga Pumps win one of 30 Weber barbecues worth 700 bucks. Nothing like a nice old barbecue sitting out on the back porch. And if it's a Weber, it's even better. Visit ongapumpshop.com.au. Hot topic. It's one that we've discussed. uh, Sats, myself, uh, yourself, Gary Belcher on Sports Day. But... Uh, some love it, some are a little bit more traditional and think that maybe round one's not the time or place. I'm referring to the two games that are being taken across to Perth, uh, the doubleheader, in fact, to celebrate the new and impressive Optus Stadium. Are you a fan of it? Is it something the league should look to do more of in years to come? And is round one the right time of year to, I guess, experiment in a way? What are your thoughts? So many questions, Ben. Well, it's a a hot topic. It's an all-encompassing topic. Well, Benny, I'll throw this back at you firstly. Go for um, it. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. Opening day. But uh, would it have the same impact taking a double header to Perth if it wasn't the opening round? Yeah. Or well, it wasn't a final? I, I'm just more so wondering whether it's the unique circumstance of this whiz-bang new and very impressive looking stadium. Um, you know, if they were playing the game at Subiaco or the Wacker, I, I, it certainly wouldn't have the same pizzazz no. or punch. Uh, round one. Yeah, look. And you know why? I kind of don't mind it in round one. You mentioned earlier on in the program about how teams, they take that little while to, to get into their into their stride in round one, round two. You're probably not hitting your straps until round four, five, six. So, yeah, good point. Yeah, I mean, you go over. There's the travel associated, and I understand that. But no, I'm, I'm kind of happy with round one. There's that enthusiasm. Everyone's buzzing. And even over in the West, even though it's not an NRL heartland, uh, I'm sure they've been just counting down the days like we have for those um, those fans that are really invested in their league. So I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't, mind it. I don't like it on opening day. I love taking the regular season games to other regions. Yep. and We have to do it commercially, and I agree with that because we want the game and their their pool of pool of money, their pool of assets to continue to grow. What if it was just the one game, Sats? Would you be happy uh, happier no, with I th- just one? No, I, th- I think you've got to take a double header there. Okay. Because we know there's the method to the madness. We know that there's... It's without a doubt, 100%, the NRL will have another team in Perth yep. within the next probably five or six years. That So we can see the method to why a lot of the NRL teams are taking games to Adelaide and taking them to Perth, wherever it may be. This double header mm. um, at the new stadium, I, I think if, you, if we speak on Sunday morning, we'd probably be thinking differently because we're going to see a great crowd at yeah. this beautiful yep, yep. stadium. The production will be amazing and we'll go, what a... What a fantastic idea this was. But I just feel as though that our core fans, our core rugby league fans and our Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane markets, North Queensland, the New Zealand, who usually get pretty good pretty good home crowds as well, funnily mm. enough for how badly they've gone over the last few years, to take it away from those core fans who have been waiting for the last six months yeah. for their side to kick a ball off in anger and to take that away from from another week. A lot of people may say it's only one week. But to the core rugby league fans, mm-hmm. week one of your NRL season, it's it's their bread and butter. It's their life. It's what they rely on. It's what they 
get nervous about like the players do the week before the game. So yep. love it that they take it to Perth. Love the idea. Just not opening day. NRL expansion is it's inevitable yeah. to go to Perth. I think I think by the end of what are we now, 2018? I think by the end of 2019, 2020, we'll announce there's another team wow. going there maybe in yep. 2023, 2022. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I, and at the moment what it's about is about planting those seeds, planning and building those junior developments and those junior systems over there, those junior competitions, and then and then hopefully in five, six, seven years that they've flourished yep. enough that, that it can be sustainable. All right, there you go. Uh, good discussion. Hot topic for Onga Pumps Pumping Hot Sale now on. On the driver's seat this week, uh, Matt and Steve back in the studio after racing last weekend at the Adelaide 500. Now, while they weren't in the studio, they were working very hard. Got a few on-track interviews while they were in Adelaide. So uh, we'll hear one of those very, very soon. This week on the show, they're going to discuss the results of the entire weekend, have a chat with Shane Van Gisberg. And what about his weekend? The perfect weekend as he kicked mm. off his championship with back-to-back wins and scoring a perfect 300. That's the first round of the supercars in the bank. Last week, as I said, the boys went into the pit and they caught up with Scotty McLaughlin right before the Adelaide 500. Scotty Mack signing a few autographs like he does. He yeah. loves it. I'm lovely. Hey, hey do you like Scotty Mack? Yeah. Is he your favourite? Uh, no. Oh, what is... You're not a favourite? Oh, that's all right. I'm not many people's favourite after last year. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's all good. What's going on? I just, uh, you know, getting you back on the show again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a... It's good. Good bit of Thursday action for the show. So, Maddie's here. I don't know if you've met him in person no, here, Maddie. No, I have, I have. Are you sure? I'm introducing him on air. I have actually raced against yeah, Scott yeah. at the Grand Prix in Mini Challenge. No way. Yeah, really? yeah. And 16. Right from the start, yeah. uh, it clearly showed that he had talent and I did not because <laughs> he blazed off into the distance and I never saw him again. And I thought, that's Scott McLaughlin. Yeah. He'll never make any. He's going to crash everything. Now have a look at him. No. I do crash a few things, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have a little bit no. of your time, but you, I think you've done well. Mate. We, yeah. we need to go to the indoor car centre together. That'd be oh, a that'd be a, oh, I don't know if I'll be allowed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate. Uh, Obviously, uh, set up day today, you're on track tomorrow. What do you do today? Like, I mean, I've seen you just floundering around. Boring day today, yeah, to be honest. Did you watch Matt in the U? Yeah, no, I actually did. I saw it. There was a bit going on there for a the little bit. Big Kubota fella? Yeah, I know, there was a bit going on there. <laughs> best spin. No, no, we, yeah, no best we, I know, I know, but um, no, no, look, we, we watched a bit of racing and yeah, did a whatever, but um, it was, it was, it was, it was a good time. Like, I mean, tomorrow's a good time, we'll get into it, yeah. but yeah, it's all good. Uh, mate, this is a race where you became the most popular guy in supercars, I reckon, with you. <laughs> Plucked first, gave it some jandle and beep, 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 beep. Hell yeah. Can't say that now. You can't say that yeah, now. No. Roger would have your head on yeah, a bike yeah. if you said that. <laughs> yeah. um, the feeling coming into this year, you, you, you're, you're looking fit, yeah. You're a loved up, you're an engaged man. Yeah. Um, What's that got to do with anyway? What's because, that got to do with performance? Because it makes you happy, mate. It makes you happy. It's a different sort of performance. No, I was going to say. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. No, no. Listen to YouTube But a good feeling, ready to start the year. Yeah. It's got to, we, we think it's going to be your year. Oh, look, we hope, we hope. Look, I've put a lot of focus in, over the Austin Well, I went away and I, the best thing for me, I forgot about supercars and that was awesome. Did the, yeah, the engagement, whatever, but... Now coming here, all I want to do is get in the car. I feel comfortable. Like compared to, 
this time last year. I was pretty nervous this time last year. Like, just didn't know what to expect. You know, the team did not expect. Now we know where we're at. I guess in some ways we'll wait and see what really happens with these ZBs. But, look, we've got the smartest guy in pit lane on my car, and, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to give these guys a, 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 a good run. You've got you've got the smartest guy in pit lane in Ludo, and you've got a different bloke on the radio this year. Is, yeah. is that because of a language barrier that you couldn't understand sometimes? Or? No, no, no. He's still on the radio. Is he still on the yeah, radio? Yeah, no, no, but we do... Translated. We do, no, we do some different um, protocol stuff with the safety car and stuff. Just when it gets technical and stuff and he speaks fast, you can hardly hear him. So uh, we just back him off a little bit and he's good. I've got a pommy dude in there, Richard, and yeah, he's a lot better to understand, but I still don't reckon... Calmer? He, he's calmer, but he's still a bomb, you know, so he's... Like, you're American because your lovely fiance is American. Yeah. Get an American email on the radio we're, to him so he learns how to listen. Done. We're multicultural here. We're very multicultural <laughs> in my Kiwi, life. Kiwi, yeah. American fiance, Frenchie on the radio, Pom on the radio. What's going on? American team Aussie, owner. Aussie team Aussie owner. Team owner. I know, I know. <laughs> Wow. There's a lot going on. but uh, what catering's like. I was going to say, it's out of control. Sausage rolls. We just had... Yeah, yeah, well, we just had that. Hot beers. A bit of kiwi flavour to it, and now it's perfect. So, <laughs> Mate, so. uh, good luck. Good yeah. luck tomorrow. Good luck for the rest of the weekend. And, no uh, yeah, let's, let's do the job, eh? Cheers, lads. We'll, we'll give it a go. Cheers, man. Thanks. You can catch the latest episode of The Driver's Seat this weekend or online. Go to Facebook and search for The Driver's Seat and have a listen in as Matty McKeldin and Steve Johnson fill you in on all things Motorsport. Uh, you can also join the conversation with us uh, here on Off the Bench, Facebook and Twitter. Head to Off the Bench Crew. We'll take a very quick break. When we return, Sats' tips for the remainder of round one. They're coming up for you next. You're listening to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Scott Sattler. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Gee, we're nearly done and dusted. Powered by Kubota. Kubota diesel generators provide reliable, constant backup power you need and, more importantly, when you need it. Sats, uh, mate, let's get you to work just before we sign off. <laughs> footy tips for the remainder of NRL round one. Great to have the footy back. Bet everyone's excited to uh, see what the rest of the weekend brings us. Let's start with tonight's game. Uh, up at 1300 Small Stadium, JT's 300th. Big game, couple of top four contenders here. And they'd love to start the season with a win. Who will? Cowboys or Sharks? Uh, Luke Lewis out for the Sharks. So I think it's going to be the Cowboys quite comfortably I think 13 plus okay Saturday three games to look forward to uh, the West Tigers a lot of people have them sort of in and around that uh, bottom rung of the table uh, wooden spoon favorites if you will and then they take on the side who at the other end of the uh, spectrum uh, for many the premiership favorites the Roosters with Cooper Cronk running out for the tricolors for the very first time I think this is the only certainty to be honest Benny. Oh. I think the Roosters will beat the Tigers out of all the games throughout the weekend I think this is the only one that you can safely say the Roosters will be the winners and all the rest of the games are um, it's a flip of the coin I think alright well let's see which way the coin lands for you with the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the New Zealand Warriors forever frustrating yep. over the Dutch and then you've got GI back for the uh, Rabbitohs Angus Crichton his last season at the club um, a fairly decent amount of expectation on uh, on the Bunnies yeah, there is a uh, good forward pack. Uh, the Warriors, Blake Green, Tohu Harris, have joined the club. Uh, so I think the Rabbits will win. I don't think it's going to be as plain sailing as what a, a lot think it's going to be. But just GIs, yep. you know, being back on the field just inspires players around you. Bulldogs, new coach, some new faces yep. take on uh, the same old Storm minus Cooper Cronk, I suppose. Uh, the reigning premiers, uh, do they get off to a winning start on Saturday night? Yeah, I think they do. Uh, the Bulldogs will be they'll be really tough defensively, though. Uh, Kieran Foran, of course, yep. his uh, his first appearance for the Bulldogs as well. But I think the Storm. 
All right, then Sunday, double-headed to wrap up round one. Uh, your beloved Penrith Panthers take on the Parramatta Eels, who welcome back, of course. Uh, I don't know if you've heard uh, a little bit about it in the off-season, but Jared Haynes back at the Eels, <laughs> Scotty Sattler. Yeah, Battle of the West. This is, I think this is my most highly anticipated clash of yep. the weekend, Benny. I think the Eels will win the Premiership this year, yeah. and I think they'll win this Battle of the West at Panthers Stadium on, uh, on Sunday. It's, it'll be a great battle. It'll be a huge crowd, but, yeah, good aggressive battle. And another side with a new coach, the Gold Coast Titans. Garth Brennan gets his first run out there as they take on Badgers Mob, the Canberra Raiders, who were bitterly disappointing last season. So I'm sure we'll be keen to bounce back. Who wins this one, Sats? Uh, This is a toss of the coin. (laughs) How would you know? I'm going to take the Raiders based on they've got a massive forward pack and the Titans have unfortunately had to name Jai Arrow, who's a a really good young block forward in the front row. And um, I just think, I just think the forward pack will just be a little bit too physical, the, the the Raiders. So the Raiders. Okay, there you go. A look at the rest of round one through the eyes of our man Scotty Sattler. This has been off the bench. It promises to be a massive year of league. We're underway. We're uh, pretty relieved about that too after a massive off-season and a build-up. Sats, thanks for your time on the program. Catch you uh, all same place next week and enjoy your weekend's footy. Thank you, Benny. Off the bench. Powered by Kubota. And we will catch you right here on Off the Bench, same time next week.